From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar, blog talk radio's finest, not so mad science, on Black Hole Radio. If you will bear with me for a few moments, I want to talk to us on the nature of human beings and the nature of the universe and show the microcosm and the macrocosm and the similarity in both. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that if you notice, nothing in the universe is produced perfectly round. All of the planets are oblong. All of the stars are oblong. There is no perfectly round fruit, nor is there any round heads, our heads are shaped like the earth, oblong. And because the first law of the universe is motion, then anything that is not perfectly round and is set in motion will have a wobble to its motion. Are you listening? The earth on which we travel is traveling right now at the speed of 1,037 and a third miles per hour. But it's the smoothest ride you can get except when the earth is disturbed through earthquake, then you understand this ride is not smooth anymore. But under normal conditions, there is no airplane that you can get on that will give you a smoother ride than the planet that you came up out of and are on your way back into. And it never its motion is constant. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it makes four dips in and out, giving us our seasons. And the only reason you don't feel the wobble or the imbalance of the planet is because the planet is in such perfect obedience to the law under which it was created. That this is what gives you your smooth ride because it's obeying the law of light. Listen now, listen. You and I come up out of the earth. And in human nature, there is a wobble an imbalance, an imperfection, if you will. This is why the Bible and Quran agree that the heavens and the earth were created under the number six. The Quran teaches that the universe was created in six periods of time. The Bible says he created it in six days. In the book of Revelation, it says, count the number of the beast. For the number of the beast is the number of a man, 600, three score, and six. 
The number six represents incompletion, imperfection, and dissatisfaction. A baby at six months is not complete. It's completed at seven. It is incomplete at six. So anything constructed under the number six is imperfect, incomplete. But God is constantly moving things toward completion, toward perfection. And this is why the New Testament says, Behold, I make all things new. There will be a new heaven and a new earth, and the former things will pass away. God would not have to make a new heaven and a new earth if he was satisfied with this one. Since it is incomplete, there's always dissatisfaction. And it is the dissatisfaction in human nature that keeps us moving onward toward eventual perfection. It is dissatisfaction that brings about change. And since nothing, they say, is more uh, predictable, then there's going to be change. Fine. Then if we are created under the number six, we are incomplete, imperfect, and therefore our actions will bring about problems to the degree that we obey or disrespect divine law. I hope you're following me. You notice, Christians, how you constantly talk about love and that Farrakhan is a preacher of hate. You need to be quiet. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell you what produces hate. It's not the preaching of Farrakhan. Farrakhan just got here a few days ago. You have to agree that hate was in the world <laughs> before I got here. And somebody must have been preaching before I took up the book. <laughs> and they must have been a better preacher than I. Because the world is filled with hate. And I have nothing to do with it. Here's what produces hate. Since the heavens and the earth are created imperfect, but evolving toward perfection, the planets created at right angles to each other. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said the brain cell of the original people is created to think right. To think right means to think in accord with law and truth. Then if you can think right and act right, you reduce the problem of the wobble in human nature. I'm going to say that again. If you think right and act right you reduce the problem created by the wobble in human nature now if you don't wish to obey law and follow the dictates of truth then the wobble in human nature becomes manifest and your motion then creates disturbance, chaos, confusion, bloodshed, hatred. It is unrighteousness that produces hate. 
if your nature is to do what is right, and I treat you wrongly, you can't love me even if I'm your father, even if I'm your mother, even if I'm your brother, if I treat you wrong, it is the wrong that I do that will generate hatred in you. Now, Listen carefully. It's real hard for any teacher in the black community to produce any brotherhood among us. All of these leaders up here are talking, we got to come together. Well, that's the right talk. But wait a minute. That's just talk, and it'll always be mouth. It'll never be real, brothers and sisters. I gotta walk a little bit. Listen, it will never be real, leaders, if in your preaching and your actions you don't treat each other right. If our actions one toward the other is duplicitous, scheming, devious, hidden motives, hidden agendas, playing with good words, but underneath doing evil and dirty deeds. You can't produce love with ingenuous action. You can't produce love on the basis of lies and deceit and treachery and trickery. You can't produce love in a society with murder and robbery and lying and slander at the root of it. So you produce a world filled with hate. Because the world is filled not with the preaching of Farrakhan. The world is filled with evil and it is the evil that men do that has produced hatred in the hearts of the people. And now, what you would classify me as a racist or even an anti-Semite, I'm neither a racist nor an anti-Semite. But if I point out your evil with truth, then call me a preacher of truth. And if you will correct your behavior, then love will come as a result of correction. But you can't cast hate on me. Farrakhan is a no good man. What have I done? If I'm no good, what is America? If I'm no good, what is your president? What is your system? What is your education? If I'm no good because of words, how good are you, America, when you have deeds of hatred that have filled the earth from one corner to another? What are you if I'm no good? If I point out your evil tracks in the sands of time, I didn't make the tracks. You made them. And if I point out the tracks that you made, don't blame me for the evil tracks that you made. I'm trying to make a righteous track. And you want to make me the evildoer. How did it begin? 
You see, Caucasian people, I'm talking to white folk now. And I don't want you to think I'm a hater. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I, I just want to talk to you for a minute because you are the rulers. You are the people that have ruled the earth. You can't argue with me. All white people have ruled. But your people are rulers. And so all of you benefit. So if you're a bum, don't blame me. If you're homeless, don't blame me. If you're out of a job, don't blame us. Because you've been ruling the world for 6,000 years. You should be able to have a home somewhere. a wobble in the nature of the original man and you come from the original then the wobble is even greater in your nature I'm gonna say it again I'm gonna say it again I'm dealing with just pure science now you get if you want to attack me attack me on the basis of science and don't get angry. I want you to open your ears and start living. I said, if there's a wobble, imperfection, in the nature of the original human being who is black. Now, you can call that racism if you want. But I defy any scholar present to prove that white folk predated the original black people of the earth. I defy you to do that. When your scholars called anthropologists and archaeologists want to look for the origin of man, they may go through Europe, but they don't stay there. When they want to find the origin of man, they go where they believe man had his origin. And they still haven't found it yet. But the closest they came was Africa. Is that right? The scholars say that genetically they can trace the beginning of all human beings back to the black woman. I didn't say it, the scholars said it. The Bible calls her Eve, the mother of all living. Black woman, that's you. The mother of all living. Now, my Quranic brothers and sisters, you say, Islam does not deal with color. Islam deals with truth. If we're trying to exalt ourselves because of color, Islam condemns us. But Islam has to deal with color because color is a reality. Islam says, the Quran says, that when God created the first human being, he created him out of black mud and fashioned him into shape. Well, if he created the first human being from black mud, he couldn't have been a white man. The first human being in the universe was a black man. Now, listen to what I'm saying. If you black people are the first people and there's imperfection in your nature and mine and a wobble in your nature and mine, then what about somebody that you produced from your imperfection? So white folk, 
you got to be very obedient to divine law in order for the wobble in your nature not to poison yourself and all whom you come in contact with. But you have not obeyed divine law. You have set yourself up as a law beside God. So whatever God say you shall not do, you all said it's all right. Hang in there. Go on and do it. God said, the Lord thy God is one God. Have none other God before me. Don't bow down to it. Don't make any graven image to it. What have you done? Come on. You make statues of stone and wood and tell us do what? Bow down to it. What did God say? Don't do it. What did you say? It's all right. These are the images through which we get to God. We don't need stone to get to God. <laughs> God said, you should keep the Sabbath. You didn't do it. And so we don't do it. Because we were your slaves. We came up under you. You were our teacher. You wanted us to call you Massa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Massa. Yes, sir, boss. Yes, sir, Massa. Well, hell, now you got to take the weight, Massa. See, God said, let us make man. You said, let us make a nigger. So the nigger is not God's creation. The nigger is from the figment of the imagination of white people. So whatever we are, we are made in America. Whatever we are. If we are trash, you made us that way. So you have to be the trash can. Yeah. I know it's rough. I know it's rough. I know it's rough. Listen. We disobeyed. And in our disobedience, the wobble in our nature crushes us. In their disobedience, the wobble in their nature, since they are the rulers, they sentenced the whole earth to a certain kind of death under their rule. Now, I have to speak true. The whole thought of Scripture, bear with me a few more minutes, God made Adam, right? And he tells Adam, eat of all these trees and the fruit of these trees. But this tree, don't eat it. The day you eat it, you will surely die. The serpent comes in and says, look here. You don't have to pay God any attention. See, he's trying to make a slave out of you. What he really means is if you eat this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, your eyes are going to come open. You ain't going to die. Now think about this. Adam ate the fruit. And sure enough, his eyes came open. But he died at the same time. But it wasn't a physical death. This is what you... Religious theologians have to understand. You did not die physically from the fall of Adam, but we as a human family died spiritually from the fall of Adam. So the scripture says, all in Adam die. 
which means then that the whole earth is under the curse of death because of disobedience from the ruler. So the scripture says we are born in sin. And what is sin? Disobedience to the divine law. And we have been shaped in iniquity. We came into a world that was already off course. Neither you nor the present generation of whites shaped this world. But this world shaped the thinking of whites. Made you believe you were superior because of the color of your skin. Made us believe we were inferior because of the color of our skin. So you walk around with your chest puffed out, crazy as hell, because you feel you're better because you're white. And you are crazy too, walking around with your head bent down, feeling that your blackness is something of a divine curse. So neither mentality is acceptable to God. Neither your inferiority nor his or her superiority is acceptable. So both mentalities have to be destroyed in order that life may come to both black and white. All right. I'm almost where I want to be. Are you listening? So all human beings are under the curse of death. You don't really know real man, real woman, because you have not seen the real man or the real woman, because the real man, which is spiritual man, spiritual woman, lies dead, buried in the lust of the flesh. Are you following me? Now, brothers, sisters, man is created to have power. The Bible says, and give them power, dominion, over the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and every creeping thing. It's in the nature of a man to want and have power. It's in the nature of human beings, but particularly the male side of the species. You are not a man if you're deprived of power and the ability to rule. In the house of the Caucasian people, they did not want anybody else to be the man in their house. So they had to cut us off from power and dominion so that they could be the power and the dominion. For in their mind, two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. If the white man is going to rule, then the black man must sit down. So therefore, black men are deprived of power. We are a powerless group of men. And our women cannot love us like they want to love us because they are from God who is omnipotent and they adore His power and His wisdom and His spirit and His guidance. And if a man has no power, no wisdom, no guidance, what is there in you for a woman to love? Talk to me. All you can do to try to exercise some power is through sex. And therefore you try to practice. 
being proficient. You don't realize that pain and pleasure are the two most powerful motivating forces. Pain and pleasure. We're always trying to escape pain and we're always trying to find that which gives us what? Pleasure. The woman wants pleasure but don't want the pain of childbirth. I wish we could But I wish I didn't have to. Sorry about that. You have to experience both sides. This is life. So real pleasure comes from the awakening of the spiritual dimensions when there's communion and union of the servant with God. That's real pleasure. It says in the Quran, O soul that is at rest, well pleased with thy Lord and well pleasing. That's perfect peace, contentment of mind. That can't be bought with money. Power can't give you peace. Wealth can't give you peace. It may make you feel like I got what it takes. But most people with money are some of the most pitiful people. Because money can't buy what only God can give. Peace. Contentment of mind. Listen now. Listen, 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 listen. So... When you disobey God, that is the beginning of the disturbing of your mind. Hear me now. To the Caucasians who are present in the media, look. To be in a position of rulership is tremendous responsibility. The whole human family was under white rule. You have to ask yourself, how did we exercise our rule over the human family? How did you exercise your power over the earth? Did you corrupt the earth? Did you corrupt the water? Did you corrupt the air? Did you corrupt the human beings that you found? And you called when you went there, you said you found paradise. But when you left it, how did you leave it? Everywhere you went, you produced two conditions, hell and death. So says the Bible. And it's correct. This is not hate. This is not hate. It's just true. Swallow it. Wait, wait, wait. It may be bitter in the mouth, but it might be sweet in the stomach and help us get out of the terrible condition that all of us are in. I don't say these things to show off. I don't say these things to throw off on other human beings. That is unnecessary. And it's not correct behavior. But I say it in hopes that it might strike a responsive chord that we can begin to see now the error of our conduct. Please hear me now. If the nature of man is to hold power, and you and I are deprived of it, whatever you're deprived of, what are you trying to gain? Come on. What are you trying to gain, brother? 
Can't you say it a little louder? Isn't that what you want? Because you can't change your condition until you get the power to do it. So if they have power and you are powerless and they're not willing to share power, then we are locked in a struggle. And that struggle is to be what God has made us to be. And if you stand in our way, we're not trying to take nothing from you, but what we want is what is ours. We must have the power to direct our own lives and our own destiny and to build a future for ourselves. We must have that kind of power. Now listen. Please bear with me here. If we want power and they have it, when we try to introduce in the school system Afrocentric learning, because we recognize that Eurocentric learning is not best for us, who do we come up against? Come on. White folks in power. And they say, no! You don't bring that stuff in here. You teach about George Washington. Abram Lincoln. Tommy Jefferson. Teach it like we know it should be. And if you quote it back perfectly, you get an A. But if you challenge them and say, wait a minute, sir, that's a mistake. Who gave you authority to tell us it's a mistake? Well, I read in John Henry Clark's book, or I read in Ben Yockerman's book, or, or I read in Haki Marabuti's book, or... I read in W.E.B. Du Bois' writing. I read, well, who are they? So your scholarship is made mockery of. So if you want to be a good boy, you quote everything that will please white folk, and you get a degree in quotology. And you come out of there like a parrot. Parroting what Nietzsche said. Parroting what Aristotle said. Parroting. But you're not a thinker. And that's why most of the doers in black community never went to college. They never saw the inside of higher learning. They were men from the South or from the Caribbean or from Africa who just had a desire and a thought and a mind and a will to do it and they got up and they did it and then they hired the college brother since you trained to fit into things but not make things just look at our history and look at some of the greatest business people that we've produced they were not those who matriculated with an MBA from Harvard or Yale or some of the fine business schools. There are people that just come up from the South and said, I want to do such and such and so and so, and did it. Something is wrong with the educational system. And you must know that it wasn't made to serve you. It was made to perpetuate white supremacy. And once you understand that, and you try to change it, you have to fight the forces that are there to protect and keep white supremacy in a position of power. And now look, we got black politicians on this stage, some of them. When you got into power politically, didn't you feel good? You became the mayor. (laughs) I'm the first mayor. 
I'm the first governor. But you're managing somebody else's affairs. And let's be real. The moment you became a manager in their store and they didn't like your being there, they immediately from the Justice Department started setting traps for black mayors, black congressmen. Why? Because your grip on power is challenging white supremacy. And since the guiding principle of this world is that white folk must stay on top at all costs, then they must crush all black business if it go too far. Crush all black entrepreneurs if you go too far. Crush all black artists if you get too smart. Crush all black leaders if you don't speak what they like because nobody should have the right to challenge white supremacy and survive. Do you understand that? Well then, if you understand that, then you must understand that the nature of white supremacy and its action to black people and our reaction to it is a total system of injustice. Now that's what I wanted to get to. Did you know that in this universe there is a thing in the Quran called the Maizan or the balance? And did you know that the star in the heavens justifies the creation and gives balance? to the human mind. Whenever you deprive a human being of justice, you tip the scale. You notice how justice is symbolized by a woman with a blindfold holding a scale? Do you know what the scale represents? The scale represents the weight of truth and appropriate action in accord with truth. And the woman has a blindfold. She's not supposed to see your race, your color, your station in life. She's supposed to weigh truth and actions in accord with truth. Then the scale is balanced. But when you live in an unjust world and the scales balance is tipped then the mind reflects the imbalance in society so when a person is said to be imbalanced what are they come on they're insane insane means unclean not in harmony with law, that which is proper and right, imbalance, crazy. Now look, when Caucasian rulers decided to set up their own law in contravention to the laws of God, they set up an unjust rule that would ultimately destroy them and their world. Listen, because the very motion of their world, not in harmony with law, the more it spun, it would spin into chaos, spin into confusion, spin into total madness. And this is what we've come to today. It's not just you. It's the rulers of the world. The rulers of religion. The rulers of government. The rulers in education. The rulers are imbalanced. 
their perception of reality is gone. So the man in Romania, Ceausescu, could say, I will be in power a long time. But he couldn't see death coming from beneath his own feet. The Shah of Iran drunk with the power, supported by the power of America, blinded to what was growing underneath his own feet. All of the governments that America sanctions in South America, Central America, Asia, and Africa, drunk with the power of the back end of the Western world. And you can't perceive reality because your leaders are imbalanced. You run into Washington looking for guidance. Washington can't guide itself. How can Washington guide you or anybody else in the world? They are imbalanced and not perceiving reality. This is why they could run in to Somalia and attack Ideed. Call Ideed a, a warlord. And he hides among his people. And they send their best Delta Force in after them. And 18 Americans dead and dragging them through the streets because of a silly policy coming out of an imbalanced head. Your policy in Haiti is a disaster. Your policy in Africa is a disaster. Go ahead. America, you're on your way to hell and you need guidance. You are unable to guide yourself. The spin of your own world, your own motion of iniquity is producing the chaos, the confusion that is tearing your government and your world apart. The wobble now in your nature is shaking the very foundation of your house. And now it comes to you. You are already under the imbalance of injustice. But even when we were in slavery, there was a deep, compelling God force within us that even through the injustice of slavery we kept some semblance of balance. Just check it out. Grandma, grandpa, great grandma, let's go back and remember. See them on the plantation in the setting of the sun wiping the sweat from their brow after a long day's work as they sit down chewing tobacco and spitting in a pail they would say son bring me my bible son don't worry one day change is gonna come Hold on, son. I might not live to see it, son, but hold on, boy, because change is going to come. And they kept singing their songs. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing low. What you talking about? I got hope, man, that one day a chariot is coming down and gonna pick me up. Oh, don't you wanna go? See, they had hope. They were troubled. But their minds had balance because there was an inner power 
that they had that equalized the power coming from the pressures of an unjust condition. Like we learn in physics that there's 14.7 pounds of atmospheric pressure on every square inch of the human body. And as long as you have pressure pushing out on the inside equal to the pressure coming from the outside, you walk with all this heavy pressure and you don't feel it. But when you lose the ability to equalize the pressure from within to the pressure that's coming from without, you cave in. So it is mentally. The pressure of slavery wasn't strong enough to undo our mothers and fathers. Because the spiritual force from within, the God force in their lives, the hope that a brighter day was coming, kept them moving through the dark night. And this is why Sister Stephanie could sing, sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that their present had brought us. But now Reverend Jackson has to go throughout the country saying, keep hope alive. Because hope is dead. And when hope is dead, the people are filled with despair, hopelessness. Then the pressure from without begins to cave you in. And now you're cracking up under the tremendous stress of living in a world that is breaking up into chaos and confusion. Are you listening? I got just a few more minutes. Please hang in there with me. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.